Good afternoon, folks. Hope you're good. Just noticed a bit of glitching on the intro there. So it may well be that as sometimes happens, you have a few minutes where the signal's a bit ropey, but it does seem to settle itself down. That tends to be the theme. Hope you're all good. Let me know you can hear me loud and clear. You know how much I appreciate that. I'm very needy. First few minutes, especially of any episode, to make sure it's working. I've actually turned the microphones on, etc. So do drop me a message in your comments wherever you might be listening to this. We come live at 12.30 till 1 o'clock weekdays. And that's available on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Uh, reason I tell you this is because wherever you're getting this might not be where you'd like to get it. You might bump into it on LinkedIn and rather listen to it on Facebook, or you might feel that if you can't tune in live, you might want to get it on a podcast. So it's available on Spotify and iTunes, etc. Not live, but soon after the fact. And so wherever you fancy listening to chewing it over, uh, whenever you like, um, it's, it's available as, as widely as we can and on video across social media and then on, on any good, decent podcast player as audio so really appreciate those of you that that have been interacting it's been really fun, fantastic to um put this together for you but also to interact with you uh, and to, to get your comments and, and questions um on a regular basis to to me and most importantly the actual experts i get on now and again as guests we were meant to have john ware on today who's a American physio who's on the right of center of politics in, in the US and therefore was going to give his take on the election, much like Sandy did last week. We're going to need to postpone that to Thursday, I'm afraid, because of a time zone issue and the daylight savings and stuff. It disrupted us. And so he's had to head off to work. Totally understandable uh, mistake. And, and therefore, it's uh, easy enough for us to correct and get him on on Thursday ahead of the US election. So we're going to be talking US politics a little more with John on Thursday. So at short notice, I then looked at uh, my list of things that I want to chew over with you in, in coming weeks, of which is like a backup list. And on the top of that is um, the way in which MSK is presented within the media, how that fits into media bias generally, how that might correlate or not with what I was railing against yesterday with regards to the, how that's contributing to people's perception of conviction. So if you're up for it, that's where I want to go today. Hope you're all good. And so I want to start with a question. If you're listening live and you can uh, give us a bit of participation, I really want to know how you feel MSK practice, healthcare in general, if you wish, or whatever it is that you you do. Do you feel is Do you feel it's fairly represented and accurately represented within the media uh, what's your take on that i'm interested in whether or not you feel that uh, it's something that you see as being you, you recognize your work reflected in the in the media do you feel like it, it presents it fairly uh, do you think that it actually is a positive influence do you get patients that come in contributed to by a media narrative that then helps them to understand what it is you do or do you feel like actually their expectation gets shifted by the media in such that they don't feel um the patients aren't necessarily going to get an accurate understanding of what it is you do um, and all of the above really it's like the, anything in between you know what's your take on the media landscape and i'm interested and i will be giving my opinion not just on in industry features there um msk healthcare and beyond the beyond i'm actually going to visit as well like what is the take on how old media legacy media is affected by new media social media um, um for good and ill as well as just the the general landscape around fake news and the like um, i'm just uh, genuinely interested in your take first and foremost and so please do get your comments coming in and, and as well as them reflections on what i might go off on one about um but I, i'm interested in whether or not you feel because there's certainly 
I've been one of the people that's been frustrated over the years with the way in which it's been uh, our profession and this side of the industry is um, reflected in the media. It's been a frustration, uh, but I've also then done work since with lots of journalists and uh, can understand how that's come about. So I'll talk about, about my experiences on that. But I also think that there are some aspects where people you know, disagree and feel that it's overblown. Me and others have sort of made a meal of thinking that actually any publicity is good publicity and that it doesn't really affect practice that actually it's a cultural phenomenon that's not really influenced by media that people if they've got a misperception of what therapists in msk do then so be it that's nothing actually contributed to positively or negatively by the media um i'm interested in that opinion too so definitely if you've got your your take i'd, I'd be really uh, i'd really appreciate it um certainly looking at the comments a few trickling in including this from Meekins, thanks, mate. Afternoon, Valent. Lovely. Uh, lovely to hear from you too, mate. Really appreciate that. Um, but more appropriately, we've got Katie saying new fads get highlighted, not necessarily a common sense approach. Hi, Katie. Scarsbrook said, I think we have a long way to go influencing popular magazines, running magazines to get more evidence-based representation of MSK therapies, and what they can do. Yep, some, some positive and negative um, there where we've made some progress, but one step forward, two steps back sometimes. I totally agree with Katie on the fads front, and I've got some examples of that recently. Um, but uh, yeah, more more importantly, of course, the, the most correct comment so far is Adam. That uh, yes, I am indeed a bell end. Thank you for that. So keep your comments coming in. Definitely want to know your take on the uh, on the media landscape. But but certainly, let me start with a couple of examples that I've had recently that meant that it ended up at the top of the, the backup list um, for a topic to discuss with you all. And that is that I was always sort of started off from a point of frustration at the way in which it was represented, particularly by medical practice or the fact that um, latest thing to cure OA, low back pain, things that we're in industry we're recognizing as being more complex uh, phenomena with lots of different feel uh, factors affecting symptomology and, and presentation and disability and and all that sort of stuff just at a time where the media just doubles down on things being quick fixes and, and therefore it being an obvious falsehood even if there's something that's a there's a kernel of truth to it um, and i was also frustrated that it wasn't just that there was an emergent it was nonsense that came from nowhere it was often that the, the journalists were close enough to the sort of scandal literature essentially so that there was actually an article a journal article or piece of a piece of research that had been done that had then demonstrated efficacy on whatever level for a modality it was often that was that was where the starting off point was it's like latest science shows and you'll, re you'll remember antibiotics for back pain was a famous one you've got a particular flavor of exercise rehab or um, you've got that does emerge whereby you've got actually it's sort of research or a misreading of research or or a over extrapolation of the data points from research that then drives this story then you've got a more obvious one which is uh, even more frustrating in many ways but also you know kind of a classic celebrity goss type thing where you've got especially in say uh, an athlete or someone that's associated to fitness so you've got reality tv stars of course that then go into the sort of the fitness game and and, and take supplementary products for it's like aesthetic game but they do so through fitness or weight loss or what have you and they then start to drive a media narrative around a particular quick fix and, and sometimes that gets associated to injury um 
um, on rehab based stuff because that's the blurred lines between fitness and, and MSK, of course. Um, that's frustrating. And and each of these things, each of these occasions, I'll be sometimes on in the in the phone book of a few journalists that I've I've spoken to before that they want you to pass comment on, and that is part of the problem is that you get journalists wanting you to pass comment on an already sort of a non-story right it's it's not a particularly interesting piece of research that they want you to pass comment on that shouldn't have met a threshold there's far more interesting things to be doing a story on but that's but that'd be what the editors asked them to sort of talk about or that's what the news cycle is spitting out so you then need to pass comment so so then I'm in a situation where me or, or others that have spoken to journalists before that are sort of media trained for want of a better term, we end up in a situation where are you just are you feeding the beast to even comment on this stuff? How do you make it interesting enough for them to actually publish a quote, but without it being even though fundamentally your advice might be something that is quite bland? So how do you how do you um, try and make sure that you say something interesting enough for it to actually make press, but then not scandalize it yourself or be a polarizing figure for the sake of it. You know, so, so Jack Chief physiotherapist says bullshit. You know, it's just not, they're not going to publish that. Or if they did, it's just not productive. Um, and then the bigger one is then if you're getting sort of a, a, a celebrity that said that these five things cured my sciatica in order for me to then get my beach bod, Ex reality TV star that's come up with this, that's getting far more publicity for uh, for rehab than than anything else could do. Do you leverage that opportunity to say, well, it's good that they've sort of stumbled across the fact that these general movements would be useful for uh, for sciatica? You know, the worst thing you can do is stay still, etc. Can you see that there are ways in which we could, when me or others, could pass comment on it in in a, what could be a positive way, but. Sometimes we are just fueling that beast. You're legitimizing that style of journalism, legitimizing that style of media, um, which is which is a. I'm often torn over, you know, when I speak. Most weeks I'll speak to journalists, not always sort of um, print press. It could be someone writing a blog for Boots MD or whatever, or they're doing something for a magazine or what have you. Um, and your country, you're trying to offer a positive contribution. Uh, some of the same journalists I speak to that I can't help but laugh whenever they ask me a question i'm saying well it's not dissimilar to what i said last week about this other condition really you need to think about the uh the individual person and we can't overgeneralize and stuff and it feels like I'm, I'm giving my own talking points uh which i think i i find myself being a bit boring really and so i'm, I'm often torn as to how to contribute so yeah i'm interested in in, in your thoughts whether you recognize any of those those features and, and whether or not you feel like there's a decent representation to it um Makings has said sex and controversy sell. Unfortunately, yes, I get that. And that's why he is constantly taking photos of himself topless at the moment. Um, and and he's, of course, a controversy merchant. So uh, he feeds into that, no doubt. Um, which is exactly what he's doing recently. Fast, flashy and fleshy. That's, uh, that's the man. Um, back and forth then between him and Scarsbrook. I'm not going to weigh into uh, Adams, though, said, I rarely do media interviews anymore because when I answer their questions, it's normally middle of the road. It depends, etc., and they don't publish it or they misquote you. Yeah, that's what I've ended up in that situation as well. Um, I'm concerned about that. But I also know that if you, I mean, there's been times where I've then spoken to a journalist, given my take, and they've then, they're basically an angle to a story that they've sometimes pursued. They get me to to give my take on it, and it goes completely completely cuts against what they were thinking. Right, the whole premise of the story just doesn't apply, and then they're in this funny spot. 
I end up having to be on the phone to them for 45 minutes trying to explain why their entire worldview is different. So someone rings me up a couple of months ago. They ring me up saying, oh, a lot of people have been working from home on laptops that are low and stuff, and so they develop trigger points in their traps. What is the best way to remove trigger points? And uh, how aggressive do you need to needle them or whatever? You know, the whole premise of the journalist and speaking to me um, is that they're wanting me to then say, yes to aggressive massage, no to needling, yes to tape, no to uh, Theragun. You know, they basically want me to sort of go through modalities of yay, nay. Um, whereas instead I say, well, actually, the, the, the relevance of, of trigger points or the, the, what they are or aren't is actually quite contentious. And they go, okay, say more. By me then explaining and them giving me the time of day, I often completely unpack the premise of their article. So then they're in this situation where do they then print something? And, and I, let's say I've been I've been persuasive enough for them to think, okay, actually I can't, I don't want to publish bullshit. I don't want to be that guy. They either print what they were going to do, but with this major caveat, and actually change the story and say, well, it turns out, you know, th these things are more complex than we thought, and then give give different takes on them. I speak to another therapist for example they were quoting other therapists that they'd spoken to that had given clearly more straightforward answers than me but these were you know often you get someone ringing you saying i want a physio on record because i've got this osteo that said this what's your take and so they then i'm just saying oh, i just disagree wholeheartedly with that other professional and this is what i think so do they publish that balanced argument or say oh there's another take on this or do they just find someone else who'll say what they want, right? They've just got this premise and they're just looking for some therapist to sign off on it to say, oh, you know, and they'll find them, right? They'll find some some therapist that's just like, well, I'll say what you want if you're going to put me in the in the telegraph. Will you mention my business as well? Oh, yeah, cool. So I'll go in the telegraph and say, um, I'll say what you need me to say and then just, yeah, if you can put a link to my website so that I can maybe get a couple of patients that might read it and live locally, that'd be great. And I'll, I'll you know, basically sell my opinion for, for whatever. And now that don't, you don't even need to find someone that's going to then go against their own values for it. You know, there's plenty of therapists out there that comply with all sorts of things saying, Oh yeah, well, best thing to, to do to, to, to trigger points is to, to needle them at, at this particular angle with this flavor of needle and, uh, and then tickle their left earlobe, you know, it's not, there's no, it's not beyond possibility to, to do that. And I think that that's what's concerning. So I, uh, I think it's, it's, it's a tricky line to tell, really. I'm, I'm like speaking to him thinking, right, if I, if I go all in on this, I have to try and completely persuade the journalist away from their premise, or I give them something that they would publish that, that, that offers that at least pause for thought. Um, it overlaps on yesterday's conversation about conviction, doesn't it? Um, so that's where I'm. That's where I'm at with it. It's, it's sort of frustrating. A um, couple of good comments here. Let's have a look, Kath. I'm going to pull your comments up because it's very rare. She doesn't say something very smart. Nature abhors a vacuum. If you don't fill it with your words, then someone else will. Unfortunately, media does not want to hear necessarily what we want to say. Scary stories and fear sell. Yeah, absolutely. It's sort of scandal media, isn't it? And um, but. You know, it's um, there's plenty of my critics who, who reckon that I'm I'm just a I'm a controversy merchant, or that that, uh, that it's all about just me loving the sound of my own voice. He says having a daily show. Of course, there's a, there's an element of truth to that, but it's not the core premise of what I'm doing. You know, I hope I'm, I'm trying to be at least a, a force for good. But the accusation is you're just trying to get across everything, trying to get across the entirety of the media, um, and so. Yes, you know, I appreciate what you're saying there, Kath, and I'm not, I don't disagree for a second. But I also worry that. Um, just trying to trying to, to 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 fill those fill those things so that it then um, stops the journalist going to someone else who'll say what they say, say that they want. It's like I, I can't help but feel like 
to some extent, I and us, we're complying within a model that should be reformed, dare I say the R word. And um, I've got some ideas as to how we can do that, of course. But I, I do always have some concern over just how compliant should we be? Who could we put forward? How can we better media train therapists? And that's where I'm obviously going to then nod to some of the influence work that the MSKR has done later in the conversation. But some great, great comments. So I'm definitely going to just keep rolling through these. Joe Turner. Hi, Joe. Hope you're good. Uh, she said, it's interesting how many doctors have been happy over the years to put themselves forward as TV doctors. I'm sure they get a lot of grief, but hopefully the standard increases through feedback and review. Strikes me how reticent we are, maybe reflective of the fact that we rightly spend so much time debating on methods and practices. What would it take to make us get media ready? Lovely. Well, I'm definitely just going to pause there and give a couple of answers to that. I think... Um, Sometimes it's smart for us to be reticent because unfortunately the, the journalists are smart in that they can draw you on matter of fact points that they just want to quote you on and not really leave the nuance in, which means that you can then make things worse rather than better. And so I think we should be sort of cautious and we should make sure that people are worldly wise as to those tools of the trade so that then you don't get misquoted or misrepresented, uh, but also that they don't shape your point uh, in that direction uh, because, yeah, we know what it's like if, if they ever did print a retraction. It's not a retraction that gets read. It's scandal media. They'll do what they can to talk, you know, get up to a line where they, they can say something that they know is um, not even not false but spun um, and not get sued for it. So um, I think that, uh, yeah, and, and famously, if you don't know this, but the, the people that decide exactly what gets printed, uh, the final word on, on articles are lawyers rather than editors. You know, these are people that essentially, that ah, that's just about short of, um, of, of slander. So fuck it, we'll put it out there. Um, now, what I what I would say though is how we can get that together. How can we be media ready? MSKR uh, as a as a policy priority. Although of course we've had a very disrupted year, we're going to be doing a media training course that we're going to put together with PR professionals and other media trained therapists speaking to sort of TV docs, etc. And I've worked with some radio docs when I was on the Jeremy Vine show. I met a lady called Sarah, who's their sort of resident doctor on the Jeremy Vine show and stuff. And we've we've spoken on and off uh, over the years. Uh, since then about how we could better that and uh, i think one of the things that's interesting is that physio especially in msk care just generous generally with msk therapy and sports medicine that side of the industry regardless of the profession it's such a young and developing side of things compared to like giving general piecemeal advice as a, as a medic it's something that there is just this obvious middle of the road answer that can be given whereas sometimes our basic advice is actually outrageous to some people you know to say actually structure doesn't correlate well with symptoms often that's like a you know drop your cup of tea type moment for people watching good morning britain they're like what the hell are they on about my knee hurts because it's wearing away like how dare you whereas you know that that's our that's a quite milk toast opinion in our industry whereas the 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 sort of gp equivalent of you know take your medicine as prescribed or you know, just just that, you know, coughs and colds are caused by viruses and they, this is how the virus interacts. And, you know, it's like the, the, their basic safe points aren't outrageous. Um, and so that's what I, I think is happening where you've got this difference there whereby you can always going to, I think you're always going to have medics uh, to, that are going to be more, more willing to, to, to think in that direction than we would, even if, uh, even though I think that sometimes our opinions would be quite box office in many ways if you had a resident resident therapist on, on these TV shows and stuff. But um, you also don't underestimate that the, the talents in the, uh, 
the talents that's the hosts of the radio and TV shows, don't underestimate how much they'll come for you. Um, I've had so many interactions in radio studios and TV studios where, particularly off camera, the 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 show hosts are just like, well, I hear what you, you know, that's an interesting point you made there, but I had a back problem and this witch doctor next door sorts me out on a regular basis. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing, but one day you'll be wise enough to to work like they do. You know, it's like don't be underestimated by the fact that some of these celebrity front men and women are um often of a character profile and have have the wealth to dictate a, a sort of style of care and have their own biases on our opinion on our industry that is definitely going to affect it they just tell the producer well don't have him, him back on he's talking you know sod nuance it's all about that manipulation you know i'll get my car on if you want you know it's like i've had that very conversation and it's like you know who's going to win when i'm trying to argue with a producer about potentially uh, having something else on radio too or maybe we could do this and, and negotiating that who's going to who's going to be more persuasive to that that young producer me or jeremy vine it's like well of course it's going to be a challenge isn't it so yeah there's lots of different forces that influence uh what we're talking about now let's have a look at the comments again um <laughs> joe turner how depressing uh yeah so uh it is a bit it is a bit um but yeah um how to how to get out of it of course um the the, the big route out of it my opinion is for us to um, find a way to actually create a sensible consistency when we do have um, people that are consulted by by journalists and, and, and the press in general um, we can we can leverage some consistency like not have a party line necessarily I think that's sometimes a problem but actually just having a Having people that are interesting thinkers, interesting talkers that can give a take on the matter that's not bland, but also doesn't go completely out there and be quite outrageous. You know, it's like um, the, the media are often trying to talk about fads and gimmicks. I had someone on the phone the other day asking me my take on, on Theragun, what she thought on these, these guns that have emerged, particularly in lockdown, they're really popular. People can't go for a massage. Um, and so, you know, I'm then saying, well, you know, I'm not averse to them as, as a self-care thing. If people like it, it feels nice, then crack on. But the suggestion that that's then making any relevant change to people's tissues uh, is, is a bit of a nonsense. And so um, people are selling the gun and then saying that you need to go on a course to know how to use it or taking the gun in for, for their therapist to use it because the, the actual angle of which you're then vibrating them is relevant um it, it just seems like a nonsense to me and and so offering that angle and they were interested and i'm pretty sure that got published somewhere but i'm just meaning that you you're in a situation where if you got hold of when we need to train therapists to be able to take that call and to offer that take without me either saying oh yeah aren't they brilliant you know i, I think that they're going to really make a difference and if people start thinking more carefully about their tissue characteristics and really uh spent uh, at least half an hour a day with a theragun then then they'd be better off where am i getting that opinion from even if i was just enthusiastic and thought that actually that's not a smart thing to put out there similarly if i was just completely nihilistic and said no they're they're absolute bollocks they've got no utility um, it's not something we should really pursue i don't think that's helpful either so we need people to be appropriately trained not cutting my cloth not that they'd say exactly the same thing as i've said but just that we contain the ends of that spectrum we're not nihilistic and dismissive in such a way that they're probably not going to either publish it or it's not going to move things forward but then similarly we're not um over endorsing and juicing something that's not necessarily got any sensible 
evidence behind the claims. Um, and so finding a way that's not bland middle ground, but is still within a sensible contained opinion that most therapists would sign off on. So if someone's a spokesperson that's then attached to a professional title or in industry that we're not all embarrassed about, not that we all have to agree all the time, but let's just say a majority would say that's a reasonable statement. That's within the grounds of typical opinion within our profession. And that would be a big thing that I think that would make, that'd make it more consistent. And then the second thing is to have our own interesting, educational, but entertaining media, be that clips on YouTube or, you know, obviously I'd try and make a case for shows like this, which I know are interprofessional, uh, but it's just that trying to develop skills whereby we all become a bit more confident to shoot the shit a little bit and to think in public as we often talk about with MSKR and sort of have a more confidence to say, well, let's sort of think about the oohs and ahs and, and, and not underestimate just how entertaining and interesting some of this stuff is, right? The myth, the myth bust inside of our, of our game is often very interesting. So we need to leverage that better. Um, so, you know, I really would, uh, really would, um, I would want to, uh, definitely integrate some new media features are possible um what we got here let's have a look right kim has said do you think that we now consider normal medical points or only that because of the media exposure your example of and viruses are relatively normal yeah maybe so kim that's a fair point i wonder if that's normalized because of media um but also um it's something that the consistency is key there, isn't it? Whereby you've got medic, you've got media trained medical professionals, and also just that the the standard, the way in which medical standards are upheld postgraduate. You know, the fact that you've got someone that qualifies as a doctor, but then it's incredibly rare that they've not been on some sort of training journey, especially if they're a medical doctor that's then in the media. You're not like getting someone that's then not had anything other than their bachelor's. And so I think that makes a difference, whereby you've got some consistency there. There's not going to be a TV. You've got rogue TV docs, don't get me wrong, and they no doubt make mistakes. But the, the fact that you've got this sort of layers of credibility within within the industry i think is uh, something that's relevant um and i think that we can get we need to achieve that as well we need to actually have um professionals that that have a, a standard a standard that they um that they can uphold by there being something beyond um some consistency between us in terms of what we what thresholds we've gone through in order to be considered appropriately expert and i don't necessarily mean qualifications i just mean some sort of standards we've been able to uphold that offer a, a legitimate sense of credibility uh let's have a look at the comments i've got some uh, i'm getting some abuse from meekins as usual yes name dropping yes i went on the jeffrey fine show thank you yes name dropping um i thought it was a relevant example of something high profile that uh, I'm just explaining it's difficult to turn the tide because the fact that even these celebrities can be full of shit. And then if they are, then you're not going to be able to get on the show. But yeah, maybe it was just a clang. Maybe I was just uh, juicing myself up there. Perhaps I didn't even realize it. Thanks, Adam. Uh, Kath Piper, patient stories are powerful and relatable for the general public. Where possible, we need to change the perception of physio through that route. GPA, A&E TV documentaries give insights into work in those areas. Yes, I think that uh, trying to trying to create those. So I agree, but it's something that's difficult to leverage those sorts of anecdotes without them thinking, well, that's going to if if that was it is potent and and, and powerful. But you've also got. Um, there's plenty of patient anecdotes that are only going to perpetuate poor practice and poor care and, and, and be gimmicky, right? So, for example, um, 
the media had a big a big excited uh, excited about latest research about um, a few years ago now five years ago the, the antibiotics for back pain there's no way that you wouldn't be able to find someone that had antibiotics that then relieved their back pain that you could then get on good morning break then be in floods of tears about how much that's changed their life right so but so it, it is powerful but it can be powerful force for good and for ill so i'm not disagreeing and we should leverage that and should and should explain all these sort of life-changing events that nation and quality theory and could have we can't be naive to think that that will only leverage for real and so i think that, that that's uh something that I, i'm concerned about um said we could do some media training i know it's you have to explain me as to whether you mean personally do some media I should give you training. Like, I'm certainly not qualified to give out media training. I've done a little bit of media. I recently listened every other sense, kind of. If that's one of mine. I, I'm I'm trying to work clarify a minute as to whether or not. I don't know if this is a critique of me, which I'm absolutely fine. Struggling to understand what you uh, meaning. You you've listened to cast and therefore you've found me wanting and i should do some training because i've been poor I, you know that's fair enough I've, i'm interested in that opinion I don't know if that's what you're meaning so yeah if you can just clarify that would be great but i do accept that we are out of time thank you so much as ever for your contributions um main theme of what we're talking about here is how well representative do you feel that your industry is in the mainstream media how could we then positive positively change that in a sensible and practical fashion that actually does make a difference is that fighting a losing battle at the moment it's a bit of a lull in that there's no no significant interest in our side of the game because everything is especially anything health related is just got a covid overlay uh, i think some angles in there that we're we're thinking of pursuing is that obviously the rehab elements that are not just about covid patients but covid displaced patients and the way that people have, have not necessarily the amount of people sat on waiting lists or people that haven't had their joint replacements or, or, or other other interventions uh, that, that they would have otherwise sought help for or they've been uh, they've got misadvice from from dr google because they've been sat at home and not able to access care there are angles there that might be able to be pursued but at the moment it's sort of a bit dry unless it's uh, um the media landscape for sort of journalistic interest in our side of the industry is a bit of a lull um and so maybe that's a chance to regroup um i'm not sure but we've got some ideas certainly if you're interested in that then the influence work stream ask james work who's a, and the great media spokesperson um that's definitely something that we're trying to pursue but um so please do join it's only 10 pound for the year to get involved with mskr to potentially be involved in that that sort of media training aspect if you feel you want to pursue that yourself or contribute to it or, or share your share your stories as to how you feel uh, it can be for good or for ill i've not heard on the comments um, any any comments about uh, the fact that this is being overblown i think that, that is an opinion that's out there i've heard it from some people just not on this chat whereby actually no i think it's actually fairly good any any new any um any publicity is good as publicity that sort of thing so uh, so yeah do let me know um sally's now clarified that it wasn't me no thank, well thanks sally that's good news but similarly yeah if you can really interested in your take on that by the way sally so please do do let me know um if you unpack it in a comment or drop me a message privately if you'd rather just to explain a little bit about what it is that you feel you'd recommend because we've you know definitely love to to hear more about that 
Anyway, I'm over time now and I, I usually try to keep to time, so I will clear off. Thank you so much. I will see you tomorrow for more Chewing It Over, but particularly on Thursday, uh, make sure you join me and John Ware talking about uh, sort of US politics from a sort of right of centre, I hope I don't think I'm misrepresenting him to say, a bit of a right of centre perspective compared to the left of centre perspective we had from Sandy last week about the US presidential election. So we'll be stuck into politics on Thursday's show. But otherwise, thanks a lot, thanks a lot as ever. I'll see you soon. <laughs>